Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. Uh, again, my name is John, a Cossarier Sugar Addict. Uh, grateful to be here. Uh, Wow, Lewis asked me to speak at a short notice. Usually I'm asleep right now. I uh, work the night shift, so uh, these are sleep hours for me. But um, Lewis asked, and Lewis asked me, and if I can do it, I'm more than willing to do it. So profoundly grateful for this program, profoundly grateful. And I'll get into that. Um, I don't have a lot of pictures. My apartment burned down back in... (laughs) Wow, back in 2004, my apartment burned down. And when that did, we lost most of our pictures, uh, my wife and I. I do have one picture, and I don't know if you guys are going to be able to see it. And I'm kind of old-fashioned, so I'm not really good. I'm not really good tech person, so I don't know if you could see it. Can you guys see that picture? No, not very well. Not very well. Move it one way to a side or to the to the left. There it is. Wow. Nice picture, John. Okay. <laughs> There it is. So that's a picture of, of me. Uh, I think that was about two, about 1990. I think that was in 96, either 96. Yes, that was about 1996. So we'll get into that. I'm, uh, how old am I? I'm 50. I'm 55. <laughs> wow. Um, so anyway, what was it like? What's it like now? And um, how did it change? So I've been a compulsive reader my whole life. Uh, from the time that I was a little, little kid, I've always been uh, drawn to sugar, flour, and fat. Uh, uh, and I did that most of my life. Uh, when I was a kid, I my my uh, and this is just my my share, so I'm going to share. My dad uh, used to sell donuts, and so the donuts that he didn't sell, he would bring them all home. And uh, he was a you know I, I I miss my dad by the way, my dad died uh, last year. Anyway, he uh, he used to sell donuts, and so he would all the donuts that he didn't sell. He he uh, and he used to star he used to starve as a little boy. That's important. Uh, he had 11 brothers and sisters. His dad was a migrant farm worker, an alcoholic, pretty wild guy. And uh, so he, my dad didn't always have a lot to eat. So he was always very hungry. He ate a lot um, and he exercised a lot. But anyway, he had a lot of trouble throwing away food. So the, the donuts that he didn't sell, he would just bring home. And he would give them away to all the kids. And it used to just drive me mad because he would just give them away. <laughs> and I always wanted them. Uh, it's just an old thought that I, I remember as a little boy. Uh, and, but I always got a lot of donuts. But the th- interesting thing is they gave me, uh, I, 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 it, it was like, I don't know. It was like, Pi- I don't know if you guys remember this cartoon, Pi Pi, when Pi Pi would have a spinach. He would feel strong and invincible. Uh, when I'd have a donut, I would feel strong and invincible. It's crazy, but uh, that's one of the ideas I, I had as a kid. But anyway, that that idea of food that protect me, help me feel safe, 
uh, brought the edge off. What eventually did is it, it brought me up to over 420 pounds and, um, and I was suicidal. So I was suicidal when I came into OA and I'll, uh, I don't mean to frighten any newcomers off or anybody, but I'm going to tell you, I, I'm one of those uh, sentry people. Uh, that's just my story. So if it scares you a little bit, sorry, but I'm just going to give you what I have. Um, so in, in 95, uh, in 1995, I was truly suicidal. I grabbed, my mom had a, a German Luger, uh, nine millimeter. She had, uh, I don't know how she ended up with hollow point bullets, but she had hollow point bullets. I wanted to make sure I had hollow point bullets. So I got my mom's German Luger, put a hollow point bullet in there, nine millimeter, and I put the gun in my mouth. Uh, I was in the backyard of my parents' house in my 1976 Monte Carlo. And I came incredibly close to blowing my head off. Um, I still have the, 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 and I'm a compulsive reader, so I recognized taste. So I, I remember the taste of that gun, you know, the, the metallic taste and also the oil. Um, so I came profoundly close to committing suicide at the time in 1995. Five minutes in, John. Uh, thank you. The thing that saved my life was the idea that my had, grandmother had died maybe a couple years late, earlier, and I thought that that would, uh, I thought the idea of, of somehow seeing her <laughs> with all the things that had happened to her and that I killed myself, I just couldn't face her. Was, you know, I didn't think of my parents at all. Um, I was profoundly selfish at the time. Still selfish, but not as bad. Um, the idea that that I would have to go meet her and and have to somehow make an amends, I, I just couldn't do it. So gratefully, I, I didn't kill myself, but I came very, very close. And the reason I say that in 1995, um, this world is, uh, I don't know, somehow things come around. Because in, in 96, somebody shot me. <laughs> And they shot me in the neck. So I have a couple bullet holes in my neck, a bullet hole in my sh shoulder. And what that did is it sort of took off the governor switch. I used to be a truck driver and trucks, they have a governor switch so that you don't blow up the engine. When you hit on the accelerator, it, it stops. So um, that's the analogy I have to, to food, even though I, I didn't have much of a governor switch, but I had a little bit. But once I got shot, I thought that I could, do whatever I want and I will do whatever I want. And so the thing that I wanted to do the most was compulsively overeat. So I ate with gusto and I ate as much as I wanted, whatever I wanted, wherever I wanted, however I wanted it. And I gained a lot of weight. I, I got up to 420 pounds. And when I did that, I then gave, became suicidal again. And the reason I bring back the gun uh, is because at the time that I came in, in OA in 97, I was profoundly suicidal again. I was thinking of uh, killing myself, but I, I couldn't figure out a way to do it. I was thinking of driving, my, driving a car over the side of the cliff, just all these ways to kill myself again. Uh, very self-centered, very isolated. And um, 
gratefully, what ended up happening is uh, I had somehow heard about OA. I had heard, oh, when you become suicidal, you become a little bit crazy too. So I was that as well. And um, what did I do? I heard of OA. I had a willingness to go to OA. And um, it was on a Wednesday night, I believe. And I was trying to find a meeting in Oakland because I was living in Oakland. There was no meeting in Oakland, but there was a meeting in San Francisco that night. And I knew if I didn't go, I wouldn't go, but I had the willingness to go. And I don't know, I have a very loving higher power. I didn't realize it at the time, but there was a hundred pounders meeting that night. There was a newcomers meeting that night. And I went to that meeting and there was a, a woman who spoke at the meeting and I had nothing in common with her. She was very tiny. She was white. She was a grandmother. She had a lot of loving relationships and she was no longer eating sugar or flour. And she was a normal weight. And I had absolutely nothing in common with this um, woman except that she was a compulsive reader. And she went straight into my heart with the words she said. She talked about that she would, uh, oh, and she dressed really nicely, by the way. <laughs> and uh, she, she, with her share, she just went straight to my heart. She just opened me up. And she shared about um, walking down the street and seeing a piece of candy on the floor and she couldn't pick it up, but the thought of picking it up and eating it came to her. And I was like, wow, that's me. She talked about eating all the time, all the things that many of us do. I definitely do. Um, she talked about cooking food and the food would be too hot, but she would, I don't know that she said this, but it, it did for me. I'd be cooking the food and the food would be so hot, but I would have to eat it. So I would put the food in my mouth and the food would be burning my mouth, but I couldn't spit it out. I would have to cool it down with my mouth and then swallow it. I used to inhale food so hard that sometimes um, some of the hard food that I would swallow, I could feel blood coming because it would be ripping down my throat as I would be eating. But I had to have that food at the time. And I never heard these kind of people talk this way about food um, anywhere else except OA. That's where I heard it. So you guys are my people. <laughs> you guys might understand. Some of you do understand. I know I do. I also found out that I'm a restrictor. Um, and what that means is uh, I like to restrict as well. So it's, it's like on both ends of the spectrum. I've been as low as 183 pounds as well. And for a, a six foot, uh, six foot one uh, and a half, 183 pounds. And by the way, since I was over 420 pounds, I have a lot of loose skin. That's too thin, you know? So I can, I can go either end and it's, it's, it doesn't matter. It's not healthy. So um, yeah, that the food, the food can call me. It, it still can. Um, yeah, it still can. But gratefully, I have a food plan now. I have a sponsor. Uh, I go to plenty of meetings. Um, I need to share that I 
uh, left OA. You know, I, I, I'm embarrassed to say, even though this, this place really uh, saved me, it really saved me. Uh, I share also that our, uh, I found my wife in these programs in, in Oakland. Uh, we've been married for almost 20 years. I'm, I'm blown away that I'm married, blown away that I'm still married. Um, blown away that I'm working. You know, I, I work as a nurse, which is it's just amazing that I, I work. And uh, I have a job where I get to help people. It feels really good to be doing that. Um, I work the night shift, so I, I know I'm still uh, an isolator. I still isolate, but I am getting better. I do go to meetings every day. I do have a sponsor. Um, I do have a sponsee. Um, hmm. What else to share? I guess I'll share this. In, in 2004, my apartment burned down. Um, my wife and I, we were at, in that apartment when it happened. And uh, the reason I bring this up is because, um, so our apartment, the, the person up above us, they, they're the one, they, well, it doesn't matter. His apartment was on fire. His apartment going on fire destroyed our apartment. While our apartment was burning down, I couldn't handle watching my apartment burn down. And I don't think my wife could handle watching the apartment to burn down. So um, and it was during the day and it was a Sunday. What happened is we, we were outside watching our apartment burn down, just completely amazed. And um, somebody from OA happened to drive right by, <laughs> if you can believe that. And I said, I, I told her, I said, could you take us to a OA meeting? <laughs> And she took us to an OA meeting because I couldn't handle the sight of watching our apartment burn down. So while the apartment burned down, I went to an OA meeting, <laughs> if you can believe that. And when the OA meeting was over, I think Lewis would be okay with this because uh, I didn't have a car because that person just dropped us off there. Lewis, who's usually at this meeting, <laughs> I guess, he brought us back. And so when, when, my, when I came mm -hmm. back, Two minutes left. So, so the reason I share that is because I do have a loving higher power. There is a lot of love in OA. There's a lot of help in OA. And uh, somebody from OA helped me, you know, two different people randomly just helped me. And I, I just share that because I left OA, you know, I'm, I'm sad to say I left. Um, I came back. I came back just before the pandemic. Um, grateful to be here, grateful to still be in, in, in this 12-step program, grateful to still be alive, um, grateful for my abstinence. And uh, I don't know if I have too much more to share. I get to pray every day. Oh, I know what I can share. I can share that my, uh, I get to pray every day. And if you would have told me that I'd pray every day, I, I wouldn't believe that, but I do. Um, and I don't pray with my mom every day. My dad died last year, but I never used to call my parents. You know, it'd be once every three years. Um, and my, my wife would call her mom every day. It would, I couldn't understand that. And now <laughs> this blew, I call my mom, not every day, but I call her almost every day. And she and I, we say, we say, the, we say some prayers. She's actually Catholic. So I say some Catholic prayers with her. Um, it's, I, I'm okay with that. 
And it's, uh, it's kind of beautiful, you know? I have some loving relationships now, and I am profoundly grateful for that. Profoundly grateful for OA. And uh, I think that's all I have to share. Thank you for listening to me. I hope, uh, hope you got something out of it.